Hi, it's Pam Hendrickson and thanks for joining me. Today's mini training is designed to help you maximize the power of video in your business. Now, my first video production was more than 20 years ago. I was pretty new at Tony Robbins' company and Tony was working on a new infomercial with Guthrie Ranker. And the person who was supposed to go on the film shoot to Fiji to support Tony with his content had to cancel at the last minute and I was the next woman up. I had no idea what I was getting into, and this was back in the day when videos were either in the form of these grainy, terrible home movies that you'd put on VHS or TV movies. This wasn't like a situation where you'd have an iPhone desktop camera to capture and upload your videos to the internet in 10 minutes or less. So I get to Fiji after about 20 hours of travel. I'm exhausted, and I'm met at the resort by the set designer who says, you're with me today. So I spend the entire day running around the resort picking flowers to dress the set. Now, I don't know if you've seen the movie Shrek, where Donkey is hurt and he tells Shrek to go out and look for blue flowers with red thorns. And Donkey runs around for several minutes trying to find them, shouting, blue flower, red thorns, blue flowers, red thorns. And of course, he's surrounded by them, but he doesn't see them because as he laments, this would be a lot easier if I weren't colorblind. Well, this was me running around the resort. I had a list of foliage they needed, but I had no idea what I was really looking for. So. Hours later, I finally get back to the main beret or building where they're filming with a ton of flowers, most of which aren't right, at which point I'm pulled into the prep meeting where Tony and his host are going through their content, which they asked me to put on the teleprompter. Now, I have no idea how to use the damn thing, and next thing I know, we've got an insane amount of footage with Tony yelling me, faster, slower, no, wait, stop, on the prompter. Now, fortunately, Tony and his hosts for that infomercial were pros, so I got through it thanks to their patience. But based on that crazy experience, I started capturing notes about what helps people be prepared to film at their best. So what I want to share with you today are 25 plus years of my own experience, notes and distinctions that have come from so many film shoots where I really didn't know what I was doing initially. And this is in the form of 10 tips that I now give out to anyone I film with in advance to help them be as prepared as possible before the cameras are rolling. Here they are. Number one is vocal warmups. Your voice is your instrument. And like any good instrument or athlete or classic car for that matter, you've got to warm it up before you're ready to go. And I focus on voice because I think audio is so important. In Hollywood, a producer will pay special attention to who's doing the music or soundtrack because they know it can make or break a movie. And have you been to those fancy luxury movie theaters? I love those things. I bring blankets and fuzzy socks and get all cozied up. But if you notice, they put a lot of their money into the sound. It's complete surround sound and the chairs even have speakers and will vibrate. Sound dictates our emotional experience more than any other sense. Audio is also super intimate. When we speak to our audience, our voices literally reverberate in their heads and in their bodies. It creates a resonant, kind of a resonant frequency that creates connection. Now, there are a lot of great vocal programs you can get with exercises to help you do this. Roger Love is one of the better ones, and he used to help us when I was at Tony Robbins. We definitely turned a lot of heads walking through the hotel halls with Tony singing, glug, 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 glug. But it's important, right? You've got to breathe properly so you don't go all high pitch on your audience. That's really tough to listen to. You've got to settle into the most powerful and natural vocal tone. 
You also want to preserve your voice, but use your instrument in the most powerful way. So build a routine that helps you get the most out of your voice. My second tip is what do you need to do to get into state? Now, this is again a Tony Robbins term, get into state, but I think you know what I mean. For some people, this is playing their favorite power songs. I know when I give a live speech, especially one that's local where I'm driving to it, I have my own list of power songs that I play on the drive down that totally pumps me up and gets me associated to the audience. Now, this may or may not contain any songs by Journey, but hey, you gotta use what moves you, right? So it can be anything. Some NFL coaches in football or GMs walk the stadium steps before every game. NFL great Broncos wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders used to play a game of NFL Madden and beat that day's opponent in the video game before he took the field. Now, it may sound crazy, but there's something to be said for visualizing and embodying the win in advance. NFL quarterback Cam Newton, he rocks a special pair of pregame shoes by Under Armour. You may recall that he wore gold MVP cleats during his warmup before Super Bowl 50. It was a huge craze on social media. So whatever it is for you, you've got to find something. That simple little ritual that you can put into place that helps you focus your mind, get you pumped up, and that makes you happy and excited for what's ahead. The next reminder I have, number three, is around how you show up on camera. Tony Robbins always used to remind himself that your energy, your authenticity, and your state transcend anything else you do or say. So how do you do this? First, associate to the audience. It's about them, right? So what do you love and appreciate about them? What do you respect about them? What are their greatest dreams and aspirations? Or their biggest fears? What keeps them up at night? Bring your specific avatar into mind and really feel what he or she is feeling. And then once you start, smile, have fun, and your audience will too. Energy and sincere enthusiasm are important for people to connect and follow through. Next, ooze that warmth and connection. Feel and express emotion as that's the connection point. Remember, people buy for emotional reasons, but they justify it with logic. The same is true when they're listening to video. If they're emotionally engaged, they're gonna engage with the strategies you're sharing and follow through. Next, be humble. Share personal, relatable, authentic experiences. Relate to times when you made mistakes or didn't succeed so that it's relatable to your audience. People don't believe your success unless they believe your struggle. And then finally, breathe so that you're at a good pace, not too slow and not too fast. Sometimes people think faster than they speak. So stay in that uptime, but take deep breaths to pace yourself. Tip number four, focus on your universal message. What is your universal message that you wanna keep coming back to? And what this is about is having core themes that defined you as a brand. So ask yourself, what values are important to you to share and possibly transfer to your audience? What are some of the themes that have led to your success that will help your audience succeed and follow through? Take a few moments to jot down what some of these are and play with them so that over time you can hone in on those top two or three that you wanna have show up whenever you're sharing with your audience. So the way this works is whatever content you're sharing, you're sharing the steps of that content, but then there are these universal themes that you keep using to hit home that are empowering to your audience. It's a great combination. The next tip, tip number five, are what I call content frames or reminders. These are things you wanna think about as you prepare to deliver your content. And the first of these under this category of content is make promises up front. What is your audience gonna get out of your video or training? 
they need to know the what's in it for me in clear and certain terms in the first few seconds so they stick around. You've got to give them compelling reasons that they can relate to and that give them certainty that they're going to get solid value out of your presentation. I also like to think about this in terms of including what I call dinner conversation. These are things that are memorable or interesting that they're more likely to bring up to their partner or spouse or family member at dinner. If you can include a couple of quotable quotes, that's awesome. So for example, one of my quotable quotes that I use over and over again is, when you overteach, you overwhelm. So as you gain more experience, notice when something good pops out of your mouth and write it down and build this list of quotables that you can use not only in your videos, but in social media as well. It's great dinner conversation. Next, keep the structure of your video very clear. Without structure, people get confused. They don't feel smart, and then part of their brains are hijacked, feeling like they don't get it. So it's got to be and feel simple, simple, simple. Okay, tip number six. These are some things to avoid. The first thing to avoid is using plurals. You always want to refer to your audience in singular terms, as in you versus you guys, so it feels intimate. By keeping it in the singular, i.e. you, it'll create a more intimate connection with the audience so each person feels like you're speaking directly to them. When you know this tip, you'll hear it all over the place when a radio announcer or TV host or presenter says, you guys or everyone, and it's, it's okay, but it just doesn't feel as intimate as if you're creating that one-on-one -on -one relationship with your audience. The next thing to avoid are specific references to dates, times of the year, or holidays. So you don't want to say this next Saturday, you know, April 14th or last January or Merry Christmas, unless it's a Christmas message that you only plan to use on that specific day. You don't want to date your content. You want to keep things as evergreen as possible because a lot of times you don't even know all the different ways you might want to use that video down the road. The next thing to avoid, be aware of too many popular cultural or media references. I like to think sometimes about how many training programs had to go back and decide if they wanted to cut out references to Lance Armstrong because of how they framed him. You know, um, used to be that, oh my gosh, he's such an example of grit and perseverance and all those things. And yet, now that he's kind of had this fall from grace, it's more of a mixed example, right? Or I think about even just five, seven, maybe 10 years ago, time management courses were talking about blackberries and palm pilots. So I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying be careful not to date what you're doing technologically either. Next, no page numbers, no references to slide. If you want to add this type of learning into your video, add it in post-production when you edit your video. You can just put page numbers or specific slide information up on the screen. But if you don't talk about it and record it in your video, then you have the flexibility if these things change down the road. Okay, tip number seven. This is just something more to think about, which is to really put yourself in the shoes of your audience and be aware of kind of the self-talk and questions they're asking themselves as they listen to you. So these are just good to keep in mind so that you can kind of mind read what the audience might be thinking, and then you can tailor your presentation to try to overcome some of their objections and make sure that they're empowered and you can move them away from their own self-talk to focusing on following through on what they're learning on. So here are some of the questions your audience is likely asking in their heads, particularly at the beginning of your videos. They're asking things like, mm, does this make sense? You know, they're kind of evaluating, is this worth my time, energy, and focus? They're thinking about, who is this person anyway? Is this person for real? Is, are they truly authentic? Can I trust this person? They're asking themselves questions about their own ability to follow through, right? Like, can I do this? Is it going to work? Is it going to matter? 
And then they're also thinking about, gosh, you know, is what this person giving me is something that can make a difference for me right now? Are there practical tools and strategies that solve problems that I can use right now in this moment to start getting better results? Tip number eight has to do with marketing. Remember, always be marketing. So you wanna think about what's the call to action in each video or presentation you do? Is it appropriate to have a cross promotion or an upsell or even a downsell with what you're presenting? Remember, you're in business. You've got to sell your products and services. So for every video you do, what's the call to action? Is there something you can and should promote? Now, this doesn't mean you want a specific sales promotion in every video. That gets to be overkill. I like a ratio of three to one, added value versus offers. But you do want to be purposeful so you have it on your checklist to see what makes sense for a CTA call to action and how it can benefit both your audience and your business. You want to talk about these things and make sure you end with something your audience can do or how they can get to the next level. Okay, tip number nine. Focus on getting the audience not just to listen to you or watch you, but to take action. So if you give exercises or to-dos or assignments, they need to be small, they need to be clear, and they need to be achievable in a day or less. They need to feel like they can do it and that it will make a big difference. I think about this when I teach speakers and presenters to have a call to action at the end of their trainings because a lot of times I think like if you write your call to action, you know in your gut like really are people going to go do this or not? So you've got to kind of give yourself that gut check and better to go smaller and let people have success with the small win than give them something so general and broad that they can't really follow through. So give yourself that gut check. And if you're teaching a course, what you need to think about is every section or every module or every step of the course, the actions or exercises you're giving need to build momentum by having something that they're doing every single time that can continue to build and create that momentum. Create some accountability with their assignments and attach their identity to taking action. They're an action taker and you want to acknowledge and reward them for that. And then finally, tip number 10, this is one of my favorite ones, is is there a consistent catchphrase you can use to sign off each video that you do? So this is some kind of consistent motivational statement that's at the end of every video that you do, and it can be really powerful if you have one. So to be clear, I do think it was Tony Robbins who came up with this concept to start. And his catchphrase, if you know his work, is of course, live with passion. And it's very, very powerful. I did a course with results specialist and business coach Tony Jiri not too long ago, and the name of his course was Results Faster, so he ended every video in his training program with the phrase, to your results faster. So it linked to the title of his course. Ryan Levesque, in his amazing Ask Method Masterclass, signs off every video with the saying, you don't have to get it perfect, you just have to get it going. I even have a catchphrase that I use at the end of all my videos. I won't tell you what it is now. It's coming up in a few moments here, so you can hear it at the end here. So pay attention for that. Okay, so that's a lot of tips, but these 10 keys will help you create a powerful presentation each and every time. One more time, here they are. Key number one or tip number one, warm up your voice. Key number two, create a ritual to get yourself into state. Tip number three, focus on how you show up. Your energy, your authenticity, and your state are more powerful than anything you say. Tip number four, hone in on your universal message so you can start to create key themes that are the thread between all of your videos, regardless of the specific content you're teaching. Tip number five, remember your PSA. P is make clear promises up front, S is structure your content, and A is ask questions versus just telling people the answers. 
Tip number six are some things to avoid. Plurals, avoid saying you guys, always focus on the singular one-on-one -on -one relationship, you. Avoid specific dates or times of year or cultural references that you might regret down the road. Tip number seven, be aware of the self-talk that your audience likely has going through their minds when you're delivering your content. Mind read what they might be thinking so you can address it warmly and head on. Tip number eight, have a clear call to action. Doesn't mean you're selling something every time, but you do need to be purposeful about what you want them to do and be on the lookout for promotions that complement what you're sharing. Tip number nine, focus on getting the audience not just to watch or listen, but to take action. What's something small they can do and be successful at? And then tip number 10, is there a signature catchphrase or sign off that you can use to brand yourself at the end of your videos? Play around with this one, it's kind of a lot of fun. Now, what are some of your best tips or reminders that help you when you film? So what have you learned from your experience that helps you be at your best before the cameras roll? Please leave me a comment and share your ideas and questions below. And I'd also appreciate it if you would like and share this video with any presenters in your life. These are all tips I had to learn the hard way, and I'd love to have your help in paying it forward if they can benefit others that you know as well. And finally, remember, you don't have to get all 10 of these perfect to create a powerful presentation. It's a learned skill and an art that just takes practice. But my hope is that this helped you leap forward a level by learning from my experience here. So go out and use these tips. Pick just one that you resonate with most and add it to your pre-game or pre-film rituals, and I bet you'll be happy with the results. Of course, in the meantime, as always, go out and make it a great day. See, there's that catchphrase that I use in there. Go out and make it a great day. Bye for now.